Welcome to the Cyber Guy Podcast, your source for engaging cyber education, cyber discussions, and a look at current cyber news and trends with retired FBI Special Agent Darren Mott. Hello, friends. This is episode 116 of the Cyber Guy Podcast. And if you have been listening for a while and you suddenly found this podcast in your podcast feed, you're probably wondering where the hell have you been, man? Uh, And I apologize. I meant when the year started to actually get off my butt and actually do the Cyber Guy Podcast more regularly. This is the podcast that kind of I started um, back in 2020, about uh, nine months after I retired from the FBI and was reasonably consistent. I mean, 116 episodes, not bad. Um, but honestly, uh, in September, I started a daily podcast called the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm sure some of you listen, some of you probably don't. And I do that every morning. So every morning, you can wake up, you can download, get 15 minutes of the cyber news that happened overnight with mostly opinion on what those particular articles mean and what they mean so that you can take that information and protect your family your business or yourself online. That is the goal for the, the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. It's also the goal for the Cyber Guy podcast most of the time. Uh, this episode, I'm going to interview Scott Augenbaum to kind of kick back off the 2024 uh, episodes of the podcast. So we will have a conversation uh, as we do with Scott uh, quite regularly. He's probably he's the most frequent returning guest because he is very accommodating to come on the podcast and talk to me whenever I ask. So I appreciate Scott's ability, uh, capability and willingness to do that um, for me. He's uh, not a lot of people that will do that. Uh, he is uh, you know, one of my best friends. So I appreciate that for him. Um, before I get to that, I want to talk about a couple other things I'm doing besides the Cyber Smart Morning News podcast. Um, I've also been working on a book. It's called Get Cyber Smart, a user-friendly guide to protecting your family, your business, or yourself on and yourself online. Uh, it'll be available, I don't know, a couple a month or two maybe. I'm gonna when I'm done with this podcast, I'm actually going to do one final run through of it to edit it out. I've uh, pretty much finished with it, but I've got a couple people previewing it and giving me some suggestions. And so I made a couple changes and fixing some Oxford comma issues that my friend Thad pointed out to me. So thank you, Thad, for pointing that out. I make those mistakes all the time with the Oxford commas um, and some other things. So that's I'm, work, I'm working on that today. But that has to go to the FBI headquarters who have to pre-approve my ability to publish it because some of the information in it is gained during my employment with the Bureau. Now, there's nothing case-specific. It's it's basically anecdotal stories that kind of go along with the purpose of the, of the chapters. And the chapters uh, include, I mean, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, if you're a cyber person already, if you're engaged in cybersecurity, this book is not for you um, because it's very basic. But the basics are important because the rest of the world doesn't do the basic, which is why so many people get get targeted and, and become victim to scams and can't protect their kids and their kids get involved in things online to get them in trouble, all that kind of stuff. So it's more for the people in your life that call you and say, Hey, what do I do with this? I don't understand how this works. So it's, it's talks about, there's be stuff in there about how to, how to make smart passwords, how to make multiple passwords, how to use password managers, how to use multi-factor authentication, how to turn it on, how to use the app for that. Um, what to do with emails, why you shouldn't click on links, why that's bad, why you shouldn't open attachments, why that's bad. Examples of where that's happened and bad things have happened with that. Um, the risks of social media. What is social media? Why you need to be concerned with it? There's a there's a part in there about rules you can make for your kids when they want social media. As you become, if you're a young parent and you've got kids who get to social media age, how do you protect them from that? And what are the risks from the top 10 social media platforms. I kind of talk into that. Then there's a thing on protecting your family and seniors, uh, your kids and seniors, really. It's focused more on that because those are the two most vulnerable groups online. So um, it goes into some threats targeting kids and some threats targeting seniors. Um, 
There's an art, there's a power, and then there's a chapter on protecting your mobile devices, your internet of things devices. Chances are you don't realize you probably have 20 or more devices attached to your home network. So um, I talk a little bit about that, how to keep them updated, why you should keep them updated. And then there's the last part is just how to stay educated, how to stay on top of these things because cyber is always changing. And with that, we'll lead a host of other things that I'm building in addition to the book that the book has, there's parts of the book where I said, hey, there's going to be a video uh, at a YouTube channel on how to do A, B, or C. So um, I'm creating a YouTube channel associated with the book that will have additional videos that supplement the book. And then I'm also going to use the book to drive a um, cyber, basic cybersecurity course for anyone to follow that will go into more detail than is in the book. If I had to do all the detail that I would have wanted, I would never have finished the book. It would have been 3,000 pages long and no one wants to read that. So this is a very quick look at the basics. And then hopefully if people are interested, there will be offshoot options to give them more information to it. And then there'll be the option if you want to just, if you want to help your business and have me consult your business on cybersecurity stuff, we can do that. I'm actually already thought of a couple of offshoot books from the book that will focus on um, small, medium businesses, churches, and nonprofits, and the things they need to worry about from a cybersecurity perspective, um, and also one for the healthcare industry. So we'll see if those ever come to come to pass, um, and we'll see what happens when it goes out. If you are interested to see what the book title, book cover looks like, if you follow me on LinkedIn, um, I have a post there where I ask people to choose one of three different options. Um, two of them basically had 50-50, at most of the choices. So um, I'm probably going to go with the one I like, honestly, because it's my book and it's the one I like. And at the end of the day, you're not buying it for the cover, um, but some people may, but the, the cover I picked, I think will, will work. So that's what I'm doing with that. So that's kind of why, in addition to all that, I've been, I started working with a, a year long program with a trainer. So I've been lifting four times a week, still playing a lot of pickleball, rehabbing certain broken parts because when you get my age, things break down and you have to kind of fix them up. So fortunately, I'm not as sore as I have been for a while. So that's kind of good. Although we did have an ice incident here and I fell on some black ice right on my knees. And now I have tendonitis on my knees. So it's good times, good times all around. Um, but it is what it is. So that is where I've been for the last month. Again, the, the daily podcast is I don't I've missed one day, I think. And that was because of a technical error with my um, Roadcaster Pro that the SD card died after I created the podcast. I didn't feel like redoing it. Um, and I skipped the week of Christmas simply because it's Christmas. But other than that, it's been every day as I have not missed a day. So again, if it's something you're interested in, or you know someone who would benefit from 15 minutes of quick cyber news, uh, I appreciate the downloads, the clicks, the, the comments, anything like that would be fantastic. I will, I will, I will make a job. I will comment on one thing is kind of funny. And this is, I've done this a couple of times. So if you're a burgeoning podcaster yourself, you'll get hit up all the time by these people online who says, Hey, I can, I can promote your podcast and give you a thousand new listeners and downloads and all that kind of stuff. And I paid for that. And once you stop paying, all of a sudden the, the numbers drop. So they're using some kind of bot system to do that. Um, and it looks great for a while, but they'll say, you know, it's all organic. Every, every new list, every new download will be an organic thing, meaning that it should be someone who listens, likes what they hear and stays with it. Cause even if you subscribe, but never listen again, like I have plenty of podcasts that I subscribe to, but I don't listen to them all. I listen to them when I think about it, but I don't listen to them all. I'm sure people hear the same thing. You may subscribe to this podcast. You don't listen to all of them. Um, but you know, those numbers stay consistent with these groups. You know, I may have episodes that have 700, 800, 900 downloads, but then 
then all of a sudden that download number stops because the the bogus bull crap promoter um you know no longer is doing whatever they're doing their botnet so again that's just the side because i just i just found it humorous and interesting um i've been dealing with a lot of scammers on linkedin so i've been having fun playing with them um i don't think they like it when i tell them to scam elsewhere drop dead that doesn't seem to work so well but if you engage them for a while you can you can you can tag them along and scam them back if you're so inclined. But again, not something I would recommend doing if you're not a skilled professional such as myself. With that, let me get into today's interview. This is with Scott Angenbaum. You've heard him before. Um, we talk a lot about, you know, so again, some of the basics, why the basics aren't working, what we need to do to get the basics going. And, and part of it at the end of the day, really, it goes all the way back to my tagline that I've been saying since day one. You have to understand the threats targeting you so you can assess your risk and proceed wisely. That's really the key, right? Understand the threats. That's what we're trying to do. Um, and hopefully that's what my book will do. That's what Scott's book does. Um, and it, ironically, you know, some of the stuff he wrote in his book is similar to what I write in my book because some of the basics don't change. But people need to hear the basics, need to understand the basics, need to do the basics. But with that, let's get into my interview with retired FBI supervisory special agent Scott Agabam. Well, it's always an honor to welcome back the most requested guest for the Cyber Guy podcast, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Scott Agamom, author of The Secret to Cybersecurity. And ironically, this is the five-year anniversary of that book coming out. Scott, thanks for taking the time to uh, come on and celebrate this anniversary with us. Uh, Darren, thank you for having me on. You were at the party. Yep. You know, where I strong-armed, I mean, I got a lot of uh, vendors to pay for this lavish event like it was a wedding. It seems like yesterday. What do you remember from that day? It was all a blur to me. Yeah, a lot of food, a lot of people wearing suits. Um, it was at a very nice restaurant in Nashville. Uh, I mean, I've, I don't think I've been to a bad restaurant in Nashville. I'm sure there are some, but I've never been to them. I've always been to the good, because you always just go to the good ones. So uh, what was the name of the place? It wasn't Kane Steakhouse. I know it wasn't that, but oh, it was. I, uh, I forgot. It was, a pri it was a private club. My old partner had access to it. Mm -hmm. And what we did is we had a great big book launch party and we invited all the chief information security officers from Nashville and some friends and family to just kind of celebrate the launch of the book. And now if we go back in time, so what we're looking at is, is it four years or five? It's 2019. So that is five, five years. Because yep. you retired in 18, right? Yeah, you retired yeah, in 18 because so I retired in later in 19. Yeah, so, so I retired six years ago. I write the book. So I'm writing the book in 2017, 2018. For anyone there, it's called The Secret to Cybersecurity, a simple plan to protect your family and uh, business from cyber. We call it, it, to me, writing the book was fun. It was just easy. It was just my stories. Hired a really amazing ghostwriter who came to me and said, I'm a ghostwriter. I'm supposed to write the book for you. What are you doing and so he really kind of acted as an editor and put it into my own voice. So I'm writing about things from 2017 and 2018 and launched the book in 2019. So if we go back to 2018 when I retire or even 2019 when the book's launched, I think we are at ground zero for cybercrime. I do not think, and let's go back in time, I didn't think the problem could really get any worse than it is today. You mean worse than it? What's your you couldn't think you didn't think it would get worse today than it was then, but well, it's yeah, I just thought it was bad. I yeah. just went, oh my god! I and you know, here I am. I'm writing a book about really simple, basic stuff, and I remember, you know, one of my 
agents that I worked with, it was like, you can't even give this information away for free. Who's going to pay for this stuff? And, you know, I was a little out of my comfort zone. It was probably one of the most challenging things because it's cost a lot of money. And uh, I launched the book, you know, we celebrate it, but I just didn't think it could get any worse because, and here we are 2019 here, you know, 2019 and here we are five years later. And what has happened? The cybercrime problem is so out of control today compared to 2019. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And I would say I read an article a week or two ago that talked about, you know, why, why are cyber bad guys still winning? And it had five things. Here's the five basic things that most people don't do. And it's the same stuff that you talk about in your book. It's the same stuff I'm going to talk about in my book. It's all the, it's all the basics, right? And no one still does the basics. And, it, and it's so bad that the companies that should be doing the basics, like Microsoft, who I'm pretty sure is a fairly wealthy company, um, you know, they, their executives got compromised because they had multi-factor authentication on their emails because it's too hard for the executives, I guess. I might, you'd think they would know. MGM Graham, same thing. Someone clicked, someone social engineered their way into that system. The SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, the entity that's supposed to be monitoring all of these data breaches and understanding what they are that you have, you're required to report to can't even secure their Twitter account. So how are the basic, how is the, how is the regular person supposed to do it? Well, and yeah, and, and you know, people come to me all the time. They go, hey, you're going to write another book. And I'm like, well, I don't want to write another book because uh, it's the same stuff. I, I'd like to write another book, and I would call it The Truth to Cybersecurity, um, which would be what I've learned because the secret to cybersecurity is what I learned in the FBI. But I think I learned a lot more outside of the FBI in six years than I ever could while I was with the FBI. And let's kind of go back. So all of a sudden I get called from a company the other day that want to hire me to do an investigation. I'm like, I'm not a private investigation investigator. I don't do investigations. Tell me what you got going on. One of their principals loses $600,000 in, guess what, a pig butchering scam. A whole nother episode we can talk about. Mm -hmm. Butchering wasn't around in 2018, but it was just another form of the romance scam, which we've seen, and we've seen people getting ripped off before. So I contact, you know, and, and really it kind of comes back to the four truths. This gentleman didn't think he would be a victim. He gets victimized. Law enforcement does not have a magic wand to pull his money back because now this was invested in cryptocurrency. So good luck trying to subpoena anything to get records for that. In this situation, the bad guys are lo you know, they're located in East Asia. Uh, so putting the bad guys in jail is really harder, and, but it could have been prevented. So they call me and I'm like, all right, why don't I'll talk to the guy. And this way I get some good information and I want him to write something to go to IC3. But let's kind of put our heads together. We'll write it together. And at that time, I said, hey, let me contact, you know, my counterparts at the FBI and just ask them. So I sent it to one agent and his response back was, what's pig butchering? I was like, OK, that's kind of OK, you know. He's not working cyber anymore. And I'm like, and then when I tell him what happened, he goes, boy, my wife would be pissed if we lost our life savings and pig butchering. So he goes over and he says, hey, there's a Secret Service guy in the task force. So I email back and forth to him. And he just kind of says the same thing to me. 
in 2018 when someone lost $500,000 in a business email compromise. It's like, did you report it to IC3? I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. It, it unfortunately it supports what we talk about. You're not getting back. Nobody's going to jail. So I call our friend and I just ask him, I said, look, is it worth having a new agent go over and just interview someone? And he just cuts me off. He says, look, we're getting close to 50 IC3 complaints a week on this. I got something sitting in the queue on a $14 million loss. He goes, I can't get their money back. We're not putting anyone to jail on a $14 million case. How are we going to address a 600000 So I want to ask you, Darren, how, what do I do? You know, how do I go back to these people and tell them with a straight face that they're S-O-L? We can't, right? And and for years, how? I mean, for 20 years, when did IC3 get start? Whenever it started, we all we all started saying, okay, if you have a problem, report it to IC3. That's the the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center. And I got to ask now, now that I'm now that I'm retired, now that you're retired, we can ask this honest question: Has anyone ever been arrested because of someone reporting it to IC3? I hate to say it that way, but where are we? Where well, are we? You, you know what? And, and I always used IC3. You know, I had a lot of communications with them. I think you know, a big shout out to Donna Gregory, who was the unit chief there. Hard job of just getting all of that because you know what? I was getting all that information, and they were just packaging it up and giving it to me. And I was like, okay, this lady down the street lost three grand. This one lost six grand. Sometimes they were able to connect the dots. But remember, that's why the prevention aspect is so important. But today it's even harder. And it goes back to another story that I want to kind of go into from back in the day. You know, Victor and I were out, we're at the Tennessee Bankers Strategic Bank Technology Conference. We're talking in 2008 about what was going on with Russian organized crime attacking the financial services sector. We sat there and these are bank CIOs, CTOs, and the banks back in 2008 really didn't have inf dedicated information security people and were telling all these people afterwards about this threat. And we get blank stares the whole time, just like when you did presentations, a lot of blank stares. And we said, and this is a phrase that, you know, I said to him, did we not talk to the right people? And he said, I don't think that right person exists. And after I remember doing presentations to the utility sector, I would talk to the technology people or the utility. They weren't the ones to make the decisions. I would talk to the CE, the presidents, and they weren't the ones to understand technology. So where does it go? So that it comes back to how do you how do we, as two guys that are passionate about keeping people safe how do you convince people to take action when nobody seems to want to take action well i think you i mean you started down the right road right it's, it's about the stories you got to show stories of how it actually happened to real people but you have to get in front of people to do the story so like since you've retired since you released the book how many I mean, rough estimate how many books have you sold or given away yet at presentations you've done thousands i'm sure tens of oh. th tens of thousands so i would say probably up in the 20 uh, and here's the hard thing, you, you know, and this was what would always and, and this is part of the social 
experiment that I've done. So, and, and this is the the data that I want to use in my next presentation. So I'll get up in front of a group of people and I kind of influence them. You know, I kind of say to them, hey, everybody, look, if I could go back in time and I can get in front of my victims and I can give them a copy of my, my book, I could have prevented victimization. But I don't go at this point, and because I'm at a conference, and I don't do this, I don't go like this, so if you just buy my book for $9 today, special deal, like a Russell Brunson type, hey, we're going to give it to you for $4. I go like this, just connect with me. Mm -hmm. Give you this information. I'm going to give you a digital copy. I'm going to give you handouts. Very few people take me up on that offer. Right. That's the crazy thing, right? They, they'll complain about when they become a victim, but it, when there's all these, all these methodologies in place to not become a victim, you just have to, and it's not hard, right? I mean, you've said this for years, you can do this for very, for, 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 for free. Most of the stuff is free. It doesn't cost you anything, right? It just strong passwords, good multi-factor authentication, be aware of the threats out there. And you kind of covered the majority of it. And that leads into the cyber secure mindset project which is what I'm doing in the chain of logic is, you know, I'm going around the country, I'm getting hired to do these presentations for companies. You know, they want me to come in to do 45 minutes. And I always say, hey, let me give you two hours. Let me give you, and no, 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 we don't want two hours. Uh, let me give you a free webinar in six months where we'll follow up. Well, I'll follow up with you people. No, 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 we don't want that. Hey, let me do something for your employees. Like I got hired by one of fortune you know it was a fortune 50 company big company and i said look you know they brought me in to do 27 minutes and i said let me build out and include into the engagement for free i will do a presentation so you can keep your employees safe at home and, and nobody took me up on it you know so it's like okay so how do you do that but, you know, we talked about this before. You can only save the people who swim towards you. Right. Exactly. Yep. And there'll, there'll be people. There's people who will. I mean, there's 8 billion people in the world. You can find a half a million that'll swim towards you and just focus on those yeah, folks well, and, and protect well, those well, folks. Luckily, so that's pretty good. Luckily, luckily, we both have pensions and we both have other additional means to pay bills and mm -hmm. keep the lights on. But, you know, it's getting a little frustrating on that. But I also, so that's why I've created like the cyber secure mindset. And it's really what I'm doing now. And I've landed my first client where I was able to build them a custommised course on PHI awareness and personal also health, personal health information for those who don't know PHI is. Yes. Protected. Protected. Sorry. Protected health. I learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert on PHI. Mm -hmm. I work with someone. I'm an expert on telling stories because every one of my, because I have hundreds of healthcare stories and it's the storytelling that gets people and it's putting the quizzes together. And it's also building small modules by using stories to teach people how to be safe at home. And they, they take that skill set and they bring it to the office. So that's kind of the journey that I'm on. And, yeah, and, and, you know, it took me time to land my first client, but it took only five years and 11 months to do the, you know, and that's where you go into where you think success is linear. Yeah, I only had to hear about it for five years and 10 months. So there was that. Yeah, I know. Poor you. Poor you. <laughs> you heard about that version one. I think, unfortunately, the whole 
thing started in 2015, three years before <laughs> I retired. And it's just, you know, sometimes you have to say, is it tenacity or is it stupidity? So let me ask you, so let me ask you this question about your book. So you've talked to a lot of people about it. Obviously, it's, you know, you've given, given it out and sold it at different things. Have you had anybody contact you say, hey, because of your book, I didn't become a victim because I remembered this and it protected me uh, from this? You know, you can just look at the Amazon reviews when you go over there. And I use those all, all the time. And I'm able to, you know, when I can do one thing, like I was at a conference the other day, I just did a did a small men's group over in, in Nashville. And the guy who introduced me, uh, he heard me speak before and he said, I implemented all of your stuff. This is what I've done. So you, you're there. You're able to change behavior, but it's hard because, you know, how do you get people to read books? I'll give you a perfect example and stay around to the end, everyone, because I'm going to, you don't have to buy anything. You know, <laughs> I'm able to see on the platform, I recorded the audio book because that's going to be part of my bundle. So, you know, I've sold it a couple of times just to test it because I'm very uncomfortable. I don't like to sell at presentations. I don't like to ever do that. But I had this one thing and I kind of let him in and I said, look, here's the deal. Here's two chapters of my book. If you like the chapters, here's a link. You can click on the link. Here's the cheapest price in the world. You could uh, you can buy it. And since I'm from New York and and I'm codependent. I'm like, look, if you don't like it for any reason, I'll give you $7.99 back. And, you know, nobody's ever complained, but I go back into the back end of it and I sold 11 books at this one time. And one person actually read two chapters. Nobody's even picked up the book. And I'm like, well, does Tony Robbins really get upset that he's making millions or billions of dollars and nobody's using his stuff? Good point. Yeah. You know, so so this is kind of the, you know, the, the, the thing here, you, you know. So talk about the Cyber Secure Mindset Academy. Is this a, this is a move from more book stuff to more video stuff, right? Because honestly, we have people with, you know, just have short-term pain, short-term attention spans, right? So I think videos is probably where you're going to get more bang for your buck because they can come in and look at, at what you're talking about in little snippets and pull that stuff away. And if they want more, they can look at more if they want to come back. And it's always well, there. Yeah. It's easy to find. Yeah. So the, the Cybersecure Mindset Academy is really a collaboration between me and a learning scientist who has a platform and we're kind of building it out. And in different ways, it's kind of a community. You can get the videos and you could take the assessment. But one of the things that, and that I've realized that I really love about this is the fact that, you know, after you ask people, after you, you know, you watch a five minute video and after the video, I'm asking a bunch of thought provoking questions because that's what I do during presentations. People learn by questions. So one of the questions is, and you sit here, do you know who to call if you've been the victim of a cybercrime incident? And everyone goes, yeah, we call the information security department. And I'm like, okay, what happens if you're at home? Do you know who, do you know what to do? Do you have any, any idea what to do? And then we have a resources section where I answer the questions also with links. So here's the link to the ic3.gov website. 
And, you know, we're posting content and people can share information on a private facility. It's not for everybody, but now it's kind of trying to build myself out what I do more as a service. Well, so what I'm really trying to do is create a new category in the marketplace. I don't want to be training. Nobody uh, likes training. Nobody likes when somebody sits to you today and goes, they pull it out and they go, okay, here are the bullet points, everybody. It's you got to get them with a story. You got to make it personal. You got to ask them the questions. You got to get them to think, even if they don't answer the question, they stop. So, you know, when I'm doing presentations, I'm always asking ransomware, do you pay the ransom or do you not pay the ransom? You know, it gets people's mind going like when i'm sitting here and really going you know people go well i got a really great tool that will stop you know phishing email like well that's great but it's social engineering so will that same tool stop the text messages would stop the telephone calls which are now being used with artificial intelligence and deep fakes will it stop the linkedin messages will it stop the pop-ups and the malvertising because when we talk about social engineering and you're going to go look for the newest tax software when you go to google the first hit that's up there is going to be something put up by the cyber criminals mm -hmm. so you, you know to me and it's like you want ch check the box training? That's not what I do. I, that's not, you know, and I think we've learned this before. And I, we need to get better. And me and you, it's just about choosing your ideal customer. If your multi-million dollar company wants to check the box, and I, I see this all the time where they're being required to take 15 minutes worth of cybersecurity training. Hey, don't call me, you know. I, I mean, that's not what I want to do. Now, my other people would say, Scott, take the money. I'm like, look, I want you to have that cyber secure mindset. It's not one and done. It's like the videos we put out daily. It's like, you know, sitting here and looking at something and uh, sharing these stories. You have to change your mindset. That's why I think you need to take your book and make a podcast out of it. A limited, limited series podcast. Just do one chat, one episode, one chapter. Because it's like you, said, like you said, it's five years old, right? And so, but the but the the parts of it still resonate. It's not like the information you have is times out. That's right. Nothing's changed. Exactly. So I mean, you just got to take it, and you got the audio book, right? This is great. But I think if you did a podcast where again it's it, and you and you make it, it's more of a conversation about the book as opposed to reading the book, I think you'd get a whole new set of people swimming towards you. Well, and I think, and, and here's the thing, I can. And still, there's still uh, 320 million people who this book will serve at this point. There's all I need to do now, and this is kind of what I like to think of as content repurposing, is you sit here, you do your 45-minute video or whatnot for your podcast on this, and you go through the book. But here's the whole thing on it. What's changed? Because you know what? When we talk about the chapters of the book, these are still the same things. And, and let's kind of run through this. Phishing. 
What's the difference? And what are we going to talk about now? Think before you click mobile device safety, password safety, strong passwords, two-factor authentication, social media safety. Is the cloud safe? Business email compromise, real estate ripoffs, work from home nightmares, finding romance scams, ransomware, better online banking, elder scams, and keeping kids safe. I can turn each one of those into their own standalone book. Mm -hmm. But what I want to do is talk about what's changed since 2018. And boy, why do I even need to write a new book? That's, these are the courses that I want to build. These are the social media posts. There's so much information that I could do. All I need to do is add in, I think, three more chapters. One chapter would be on artificial intelligence, Another chapter would be on pig butchering, and another one I would talk about on what's going on in the world, because between what we are seeing with Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Hamas, China, Taiwan, and the other big conflict, the United States versus Texas, <laughs> you know, each one of those things will lead into more cyber attacks on regular people. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. Well, well, Scott, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So any final thoughts before we kick out? I, I, I we, we could, we'd continue on, but, uh, we, we'd probably go around the same circle several times and I'm not gonna lie. I'm very tired. Yeah, me too. Well, <laughs> listen, everyone over here. So what I want you to do is I want to give you, if you've actually stayed for the entire podcast, I want to give you the audio copy of my book and the PDF copy of my book. Just as a gift, just to listen to it so you can take it back and you can keep yourself safe. I mean, Darren, me and you are both in a great uh, situation in life where we're able to do what we love and we help people. So, I, I mean, you do a great thing over here and you put a lot of work into it. So, and all for all you people who actually sat through and put up with us, let's reward. <laughs> yes. So I will put a link at the, in the show notes, but where, in addition to that, where, how do they get to you? Uh, the, you know what? They can just send me an email uh, and I'll give you that to Scott at cybersecuremindset.com. Scott at cybersecuremindset.com and put the subject line in i sat through your podcast with darren or something to that and about. i should say and in this case cyber secure is spelled c-y-b-e-r secure yes. not 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 c-y-b-u-r do not do that that, that, would, that, that won't work for you that'll go to probably somewhere you don't want to go so yeah go to cyber p-e-r secure mindset scott thanks again for taking the time enjoy the rest of your evening and we will talk again probably tomorrow i would guess or in 10 minutes thank you <laughs> yeah so once again, I want to thank Scott for coming on and talking to me as always for dedicating his time um, to 20 to about a half hour with me. I appreciate that as always. And if you have thoughts, comments, questions, if you want the free offer that he made, feel free to e email him as mentioned in the interview. There's a couple ways you can do it, but I think Scott at Cybersecure Academy is the way to roll with that. And with that, I hope that you enjoy the remainder of your week. I'm working on some other interviews for the podcast to try to keep this more consistent if I can. As always, know that knowledge is protection. If you can understand the threats targeting you, you can assess your risk, proceed wisely. Thanks so much for downloading, for listening, for subscribing. 
Enjoy the rest of your week, and we will hopefully talk again soon. But we'll definitely talk again soon tomorrow morning on the Cyber Smart Morning News Update, should you choose to listen to that. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.